welcome back to Try Not to Overthink It. Today we are doing a live. If this is not your first time, you know how we usually get down on the podcast. But if it is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Unique. I'm RJ. And I'm Khalil. And we are your co-hosts. For our live today, I will be the moderator. And so we're going to get some conventional and non-conventional advice from those two guys. <laughs> but it is coming from our hearts. We are mental health professionals. And so we talk about things that are near and dear to us and that we see in our communities. So if you like that sort of information, stay tuned. Today we are discussing relationships. We got down in the dirty with this before on our last live. If you want to check that out, look down on our YouTube channel and try not to overthink it. And you can watch our first slide about relationships. This is a part two. And so if you are here, if you're interested to hear what we have to say, stay tuned. All right, guys, we're getting into it. Y'all already know what it is. Um, I want the people to know which voice you're coming from. Uh, so they, they know what kind of advice you're going to give. I don't want you, Khalil, giving single man advice when you're like, Mr. Married and Wholesome over here and RJ, stay out of the married folk business because that's not where you are. Wow. So, <clears throat> giving us the marriage advice. Khalil is coming from two different perspectives. That is newly married and having been married before and divorced. So having had love, lost it and found it again. And RJ is coming from hopefully not a savage single man's perspective. He is saved and single. Nah, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on demon time today, though. Oh God! (laughs) About to be on demon time today. And I'm the angel of the bunch, so anything that comes from me will be saved, sanctified, and married. Yeah, because I am the angel. Don't play me, but I'm the angel of the bunch. All right, guys. Um. So, Khalil, is there anything else you'd like to tell the people before we get started? Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys have heard it before. You know, I'm a licensed social worker here in Huntsville, Alabama. I'm always working, um, you know, uh, substance abuse, mental health. Been doing that for the last six years. Um, and uh, even before that, I had other experiences, um, personal experiences working in the mental health field. Um, but one of the main things is, uh, you know, I love the fact that um, we could do this. And because these are all licensed professionals um, here with me, uh, we get to bounce things off of each other. And we also get to help people practice some real life coping skills, man, and some real life situations. I hope you guys take some of this and apply it to your lives. I've used some of the things I've learned from the two of them that I, I didn't use before. This relationship stuff is good. I'm trying to tell you, I've used it in my marriage. So uh, for those of you who are listening, Take some of the advice, man. These aren't the people that you see on social media that don't have the letters after their names. All right. And I'm not knocking people. You ain't got to have letters after your name to have some knowledge, wisdom and understanding. I'm just saying at least take it from people who got some letters after their names. You know, that's all. That's all I want to say. Mm -hmm. Awesome. RJ, you add anything to the conversation before we get started? Yeah, of course. Um. I'm RJ. Again, like I said, I am a licensed professional counselor also in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, as, as Khalil said, I, I have to second a lot of what he said in regards to the applicability of the things that we share on this on this platform. Our goal is always, yes, we have a good time. Yes, we like to laugh and joke 
and you know and just and 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 just hang out but also at the same time we are always speaking facts and we are speaking things that you can actually take from this platform and actually use in your everyday life so i hope that anybody who listens to this or watches us um that you get something from every episode that we drop Mm -hmm. well thank you gentlemen to get started we're gonna dive right in being that neither one of you are in your teens anymore and you are both in your grown man eras how was dating or personal or like romantic relationships different from when you were younger versus how it is now (laughs) um so i guess i'll take it first um so you know when we were younger you know it was it was much more simple um you knew if you like somebody, you know, if you did, you'd write them a note, check yes or no, do you oh, like me? No, not the check yes or no. <laughs> you know, you would you would do that. Yes. But now, but in, in today's society, there's so much fluidness and openness about things that you can't you 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 never really know. You know, even mm-hmm. such as things such as dating is different. You know, courtship is different. Like we have to have clear definitions of what we're doing because if not you're thinking one thing and the person you're talking to is thinking something completely different and next thing you know you guys aren't on the same page or not singing the same song so i think that dating and and just relationships period nowadays is a lot more complicated than it was when i was a child or even younger okay okay so you you of the era where you like the little i'm getting that you like to check yes or no versus <laughs> now where it's like you just a situationship. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm the type of person I like clear, delineated expectations. Mm-hmm. I need to know what it is that we're doing. Um, I, I need, I need that clear, you know, defined what it is that we're doing. Are we talking? Are we getting to know each other? Are we exclusively, you know, mutually exclusively engaging in courtship, or are you just in my face and I'm in your face? Like, I need to know. So by being able by being able to know, it allows me to move better versus where today you talk to me. I don't hear from you for a couple of days and then right. you pop back up and then you're gone for a couple of days. Then you pop back up and then we're hanging out, getting to know each other. And then nobody knows what we're doing. Mm, OK, OK, Khalil. So because you have like something to compare and contrast with right, without giving all your business away. How was dating your first wife different from when you were looking to date your second wife? Well, I know in the first, I was young. You know, we met, mm-hmm. I was 20, uh, 24, going on 25. Um, and I had already um, been in a few relationships in my life. But, you know, it was different. I had way less expectations um, in the beginning. And then uh, later on, when we got married, I remember... Um, you know, we were talking about it and like, man, I just felt as if she had a lot of unrealistic expectations for me mm-hmm. um, and, and not knocking anything um, to do with, with, with what, you know, she said, but we were just so young, um, you know what I mean? Because she's younger than me. She's four years younger than me. So at that time, being 21 and 25, you know, trying to um, or she might have been 20. She probably wasn't even 21 yet when, when we uh really first started dating. And then uh, later on, we got married two years later. You know, how was I expecting? I mean, like, yeah, I was a little older than her, but I couldn't expect her to 
basically do a lot of the things that I was expecting her to do. I think I put some unrealistic expectations uh, expectations on her as well as her putting some on my my um, plate. You know, we were we were really young. You know, um, the human brain doesn't even develop till about 23, 24. You know what I mean? And I was expecting her to help me uh, pay bills and help me, um, you know, balance the checkbook, which folks don't do no more. We just were talking about that. You know, and she was expecting me to do, pay bills on time. I used to think, let me tell you all something. This is how crazy I remember from back in the day. I didn't know bills were due on the first, not the fifth. Um, you know, because I was in that mindset, what well, rent, we're going to get that. We, I got till the fifth to get that. I got five days grace period. She was looking at me like, rent due on the first, Khalil. What are you doing? I was like, I'm going to get it to him. Let me see, because I need to hold some of this, because y'all got to remember, I'm drinking, I'm smoking, I'm doing all those things. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that, that's, that's my marijuana money. I can't let that go. You know what I mean? Like, I really wasn't on the maturity level. Um, and she had to do a lot, a lot more than what she was supposed to be doing. Um, and I hope people are listening to that, man. Like it's about the maturity uh, level. You really got to understand when you come together as a couple, um, you two need to talk about this. There's some, like I said, I didn't even really, you know, uh, follow the proper rules of, of um, you know, um, dating because like, seriously, she didn't really know what was going on with my finances. We didn't talk about any of those things over those two years we were together before we got married. Um, we, ain't nobody was talking about no credit scores and what credit could allow us to do. Uh, my mother was trying with me. But, you know, when you're young, you're hard headed. You think you know everything. You know, I put myself in a rough predicament. So this second time around, you know, we were able to talk about finances, where we are financially, what type of savings do, do, do uh, we have? Uh, and if we were going to get married and, and get a house, this is even before I proposed to my current wife. We were able to talk about this, man. We were open and up front and the expectations were different. You know, um, and, 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 you know, I got child support. She got a child. So uh, money was allocated towards different things. And we were able to come together and plan out our finances before we got married and how we were going to pay what bill and who was going to pay this bill. And it was just a lot easier on me mental, uh, mentally. I wasn't as stressed out. The first time I got married, I was stressed out. I was like, this lady expect me to pay bills on time. I ain't never done that before. You know, just talking about how ignorant I was. And it's like, you know, you come home and somebody's asking you, you know what I'm saying? Did you pay the bill? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get to that light bill when I get to it. You know what I mean? Like she was looking at me like I'm crazy. Like they finna shut off our lights. What are you talking about, man? You know, and, and so just that mentality, I was in a completely different state of mind at 26, 27 than I was the next time I got married at 43. You know, completely different. Ten year gap, almost completely different. I think that's awesome just to hear um, the compatibility of what both of you said, that communication is key. I think when you are younger, things are a lot more, uh, they flow, it's, it's the nostalgia of, oh, I'm just, it's my youth. I have right. time in the world. But as you get older and more mature and more settled, having those clear conversations like RJ was talking about where, you know, we're defining what this is from the jump. So I know what type of expectations to have. And then in the marital space, Khalil, you right. hit on some important facts where um, having those hard conversations up front are important before even 
pursuing anything deeper. And because I think what I didn't get to share was we do this live in three different segments. So we have before the relationship gets good, during the relationship when um, expectations are already set and people's truest selves begin to show out. And then the lessons learned after being in a relationship. So that first line of questioning came from that before the relationship starts. So before you get in a serious relationship, before you walk down the aisle or sign the marriage certificate, you're wanting to have those clearly defined expectations, clearly defined understanding of who the person is, what they bring to the space. And so I think that is extremely important. Having said that, how important is trust in a relationship? Remember, we're talking about before the relationship starts, how important is trust as a foundational aspect? Trust is very important, man. Um, and, you know, going back in time, if I could go back in time, I would do a lot of things different in my life um, because I really, the way I've always been taught, you know, it was kind of like, hey, I'm going to give you some rope. And if you show me, if I give you this little bit of trust and you show me that you can't handle it, and, and I'm going to watch you now because that's how I was raised, give people some rope and they're going to hang themselves. So um, that actually didn't go well for me because a lot of times people will put on this face, um, especially in early on in the relationship, like they're trustworthy, they're this, they're that. And really, you got to watch what people um, say, because if their actions do something different, then I can really start to gauge on how much trust I can give to you. Because if you tell me I'm going to do this, that and the third, but your actions never line up on what you're going to say, then I'll be able to tell. But I, I, I really think I, I've changed now. The older I've gotten is I don't put a lot of expectations on people. I refuse to do that now that I'm older, man, like people show you who they are. Um, and, and you know what? If, if you refuse to hear what they're saying and what they're doing, then, yeah, they probably are going to um, break you, break your trust. But I should be able to have that type of open and honest relationship, especially with someone who I'm trying to build an intimate relationship with you. I should be able to trust you. If I can't, they're going to show you that I don't I shouldn't have to go snooping through your phone. I shouldn't have to go trying to put an app on you to find where you at. People will show you who they are. I shouldn't have to do that. I can't. I can't just like check the DMs a little bit. Hey, and, and look, if, if that person is causing you that type of alarm, and I know you're coming from a female point of view, but if that man is 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 causing you a little bit of alarm, if you need to check his DMs, if you need to check his Facebook, Instagram, and so on, then you know either that could be something in you, some insecurity, or he might have been showing you that he's not trustworthy. And there's a problem. Y'all need to sit. Y'all heard it from a man. Y'all heard it from a man. If he right. does something to hide, it, it might be you and it could just be him. Right. Okay. Single, single man. Demon time, RJ. Because so, you got a little DM to hide. So what's up? What, what we, what so, we, I mean, I listen, listen, I, I told y'all before on, on this platform numerous times, I'm too lazy. I'm exceedingly lazy. So, you know, so, you know, when it comes to trust, trust is very important, especially to me. Um, if we're in a relationship, I should be able to trust you with everything, you know, because I'm trusting my time with you. I'm trusting my attention with you. I'm trusting myself. 
because if we're in in a serious committed monogamous relationship, I mean, you know, grown folks gonna do grown folks things. Right. So I need to be able to trust that, you know, I can trust myself with you. And so if I can't trust you with small things, that tells me I can't trust you with bigger things. And so for me, trust, there, there's no value that I can put on trust and peace of mind that I get from being with my partner. Right. Um, I, I, if, like I said, it just, to me, if the trust is already shaky, I can't, the relationship going to be shaky. And so I just, I'm, I don't have time to be untrustworthy. So being able to look through my phone, go ahead. Don't care. You got to look through my, you got to look through my text messages. Go ahead. Don't care. Uh, DMs, fake, uh, Facebook messages. Don't really care. Go ahead. Um, because again, for me, I don't have nothing to hide. And are then. The fence though. Are they, are they on the fence though? Like, on the, real no, I mean, like I said, that that's too much work. I'm too lazy for that. And so. <laughs> You know, like I said, you know, to me, if I've got if if as a grown as a grown up, if I've got to sneak and hide, right? You know, sneaking and hiding is something that I would expect from a child or some somebody younger. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm as a grown man, I don't have I don't have time and energy to hide. I am who I am, and I'm going to lead with that. I'm going to lead with you know the trust and respect because that's what I expect from my partner. So that's where, like I said, trust is something that is invaluable to me. Like, just if you can't trust them in the small things, like not feeling like you got to go through their phone and you want to set it up where it's transparency. That's what I keep hearing. Just that transparent, clear as glass. Like, what you see is what it is. That's what mm -hmm. right. with. And not only do I want to see it, I'm giving you that same that same space. And that's what my expectation is from you. Like, I'm not expecting something that I'm not willing to provide or to give. I love it. I love it. All right. We, we, we. Diving into during the relationship, head mm -hmm. scarf and do rags are visible. Oh Don't nobody do yeah. that. Like, you just getting to know somebody. You you taking the pin curls out. You waking up like with the with the hair already just like it is. And see, y'all don't got hair like that, but you girls can come out. Yeah, I don't have no hair. The, the twist out is already twisted out. Mm -hmm. What we talking about when they show up? And they still got them little twists that's going everywhere, right? <laughs> the big stuff. They got them big rolls up in their hair, right? And fellas, they, you know, I don't know, Kudo, you can't relate to the do rag thing, but um, nah, I, I, yeah. Maybe Khalil don't have his eyebrows like Back in the day, I back in the day I used to put the wave cap on back in the day. I used to put it back in the day. You know, I ain't got no. I got it now. I got it now. He got all right. I got, you, I got you, Khalil. He got the five o'clock shadow. But well, look, right now I didn't shave today. It's Sunday. I ain't shaved. I, yeah, I didn't shave today. He got a little stubble. We got a little stubble growing, and he he ain't shaved the stubble. So we in that part of the relationship where you know the true form of a person starts to show out. So how important is it to be friends with your partner after y'all have really? been with each other for some time how important is it to maintain your friendship who pick me pick me pick me i pick you i pick you <laughs> okay 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 so i think that you know being friends with your partner is very important because that is you can tell a lot about a person by the friends that they have right and so you know if my mate is supposed to be my mate or my partner is supposed to be my friend and, you know, as my friend, that means 
Because there's a difference between someone that's being a, a carry-on or a tag-along versus someone who's, who's actually your friend. Someone who's actually your friend is going to keep it real with you. When you're messing up, they're going to be on you. Right. They're going to tell you, know, they may not do it in front of people, but when it's you and them, they're going to tell you you're wrong. You know, you, you know, they're going to they gonna get you. They're going to get you right. They're not going to lie. They're not going to jug. They're not going to finesse you. They're going to keep it real with you. And yeah, they're not even going to sugarcoat it. They're just going to tell you, you know, like it is what it is. I mm. love you know, that you know that what they're saying may not be the softest thing, but you know that what they're saying to you is coming from a place of love and respect, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, for me as a friend, I don't speak on nothing that I don't care about. Cause I'm like, I, like I tell people all the time, I'm exceedingly lazy. So I got to save my energy up. And so saving my energy up, I'm not speaking on stuff that I don't care about. You know, if I care about something, if I'm speaking to you about it. Right. And so as my, as my friend, I need that from you. That's what I'm expecting from my friends. I'm not expecting somebody to just go along to get along. I'm expecting someone that is going to hold me accountable when I'm, when I'm wrong and cheer me on when I'm right. Right. That is why, like I said, for me, I feel like, you know, the friendship is very important because everybody does not. I don't call everybody friend like most people. You an associate. Mm-hmm. Right. right. You, right. you, 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 you are an associate, you know, right. but if you make it to that rare, that rare category, that rare cadre of people where I consider you a friend, please understand. Like I said, I don't take that for granted and, and I don't need you to take it for granted either. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. It's, it is. You and wifey, y'all friends? Y'all, how, how y'all maintaining that friendship? Yeah, we were friends marriage. before we got together. So it's, you know, when you say that, I, I didn't start out in, because uh, we worked together. I didn't start out in that type of relationship. It was friends. And matter of fact, I didn't really want to hang with her too tough because when you work with people, you know it gets strange. RJ knows I wasn't on that. Tip. They was making they was making the googly eyes at each other. Nah, we was cool, like you know. I I I, see, I seen it. They was making googly eyes at each other. I seen it. I mean, hey, what you want me to pick up for you? But no, I I definitely did that a few times. Unique, you know. I definitely did. Hey, you want something from? I'm going on break. You want something? But we didn't work in the same building. So I didn't have, I only saw her once in a while, but, um, you know, starting out as friends was beneficial for us because I got to meet some of the people in her friend group and some of the people in her circle. And I've dated other people. And I was like, when you met, when I met some of their friends, like RJ was bringing out, I got to kind of know a little bit about them, especially you meet the friends and they're a little superficial and type of stuff that they're on. Wasn't the same thing I was on. And she had a lot of down to earth friends that were a little older than her and they were a little wiser, mature. So that helped me out, uh, feel her out a little more. Um, and if, you know, her friends had been ratchet and a whole bunch of people who I didn't really vibe with, that might've turned me off from her. Because if you show me your friends, you're showing me how you are, uh, especially, uh, you know, outside of what you're doing to impress me. You know, because people are going to put on a front, especially if you're dating and stuff. They don't want to come out the box, like y'all said, being ratchet, you know, with the bonnet on. They're going to come out slowly. So, you know, I had to or figure do rag. But the do rag, they don't come out slowly on you. You know, you know, they're not going to just come out and fire a blunt in your face off the get go. They want to see if you smoke first. You know how it is. I'm trying to hip y'all to the game here. You got to build that relationship with people. And then eventually, boom, you get to know them a little more. 
But, um, you know, I think that was beneficial in my relationship with my current wife is I got to be her friend for almost two years working in the same um, uh, uh, for the same job, but in different places. Uh, so that was beneficial for me. But when we started dating, you know, uh, getting to learn more about her and some of the things she liked doing and, and uh, establishing that friendship first, I think that was a blessing from God that I was able to do that because I could trust her more. You know, I had already asked her, hey, my car broke down. You come get me. And I, we had already been through situations like that. Hey, or, can you, you know, uh, you need a ride to work because your car is messing up and I go pick her up and take her to work. We had already been through a lot of that without even being in a serious relationship yet. So that was the blessing. But on the other um, side of the uh, coin is I've dated people that I was not friends with and it never lasted long um, in the past. That was a, a, you know, horrible experiences I've had when I was like, you know, me and this person, we jumped the gun and we don't click that. we People don't talk about that. Like it was a it, and not to say it was a waste of time, but I put a lot of energy in people that I already knew off the break that this isn't my type of person I want to be friends with. We don't have some of the same characteristics in that person or that person doesn't have positive characteristics that I like. Why? I have to check my motives. And the older you get, you should be able to check your motives. Or, I just like this person because I'm attracted to him. That's right. not right. going to sustain a relationship. Um, I had to check my motives on a lot of people of why I was drawn to them. Yeah, I mean, I like what both of you said. I think looking at once you're in a relationship for a long period of time, making sure you keep that friendship alive because people do change. I don't think, and this is going to segue into the next question, but people change from a woman's perspective. I'm not the same woman I was maybe the first you meet me five years ago, I'm not that same woman. I didn't put on a little weight. You know, in a marriage, people get kids, they, they get new jobs. And so um, they look a little different. And so trying to say, maintain a friendship based on how you knew me five years ago, it's going to be 100% different five years later. And so the importance yeah. of maintaining that friendship, you get to see and appreciate that person's maturity and not maturity by oh they were mm -hmm. immature before but that just maturing and kind of like a wine right wine is good the first year it's made but it's so much better after it matures and it ages a bit more it has a different flow to it, a different taste when that thing's airy it's it's more fragrant and i think people are a lot like that and especially in relationships when you were first young in love it was beautiful it tasted great it felt great it looked great when you put that thing under some pressure and put some time into it, the way that grape matures, the way that fruit just marinates together and it marries, it's important to look and study the process along the way because you want to make sure you're tasting it so that it doesn't sour. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're just like giving it yep. room. Make sure the wood around it is, is sealed properly. And so when you're equating that to people, you want to make sure that thing is solid. Like every while, every now and again, you tap in to say, mm, all right, it's still, it's still hitting the way it's supposed to hit. All right, hey, it's sealed up properly. Nobody's coming in. Nobody's messing and spoiling the taste of this relationship that I'm building. And you still get to have fun. I think friendships, what makes a friendship different from uh, any of our other relationships, it's built on this light, airy, fresh, fun um, accountability, just somebody knowing and loving you for who you are, not for what you bring to the space. And I think in a marriage that is important. Most having that. the time to just 
be light, to be you, not be the mom, not be the husband, not be the father, being just the version of you that that person knew, loved, knew and fell in love with. Uh, that's just the, the angel's take on it. You know? <laughs> the resident angel of the podcast. Oh um, my goodness. I, I come back to my humanity. Look, look, look. We're, we're going to hear your real take on it now. <laughs> no, that is my real take. That is my real take. And, I mean, just, just as the ladies, right, being on the ladies' side, because I think sometimes guys, and I love you guys, but y'all get so busy with being the provider, being taking on all of, you know, the caring for the house, making sure everything's where it's supposed to be, that you forget to just be like, hey, girl, what's up? How you doing? What's your name? You, you, you married or whatever? Can I take you out on a date? Might get yourself in trouble. I'm like, what you saying? I gain weight? What you talking about? My thigh? <laughs> women switch it up on you. You be like, damn. If kids are listening to this, this is not the time to tune in, but depends on how you listen, she might like it. Right. <laughs> Give a little smack. Hey. Oh my gosh. Hey. All right. Bring the bus back. What do you do? Do you think once you have fallen in love with someone, you will always love them? Or do you think that love can fade away with time? Or do um, so I think, yeah. So I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll address it first. So I think that love can fade with time. I think that. Like you, like you, like you alluded to earlier, um, <clears throat> we sometimes, both men and women, we sometimes take things for granted. Mm. You know, love is something. As with anything else in life, you have to you have to consistently work at it. You know, like the old adage said, "Use it or lose it." So if you don't constantly pour into your love and constantly tap back in with your love and constantly cultivate your love, eventually, a plant that is not fed or cultivated. It, it withers and dies. Right. So your love is pretty much just like a plant. If you're not pouring into it, you're not fertilizing it, you're not cutting off the dead leaves and things of that nature, eventually your relationship, your love, whatever you guys have will slowly fall apart. And I think that for a lot of us, when we talk about love, like love is more than just a four letter word. It's a feeling. It's, it's an emotion, but it's also actions as well. Mm-hmm. There's actions that go into into showing the love because it's one thing to tell somebody that that you love them it's another thing to show them that you love them and so i think that for a lot of us sometimes you know like when because khalil's talked about this previously on on our on our show about the rate of divorce and why you know why divorce is so high and i think that that is one of the reasons why divorce is so high and so prevalent in our society nowadays is people are you know not putting forth the effort to keep the love alive And then eventually it fades and it dies, you know, because if you love somebody or you love something, you'll do the things necessary to take care of it, to nurture it, to, you know, to get it to grow and to get it to stay alive. But when 
you're not doing the things and you stop caring about the things, the small things, because it's always the small things that turn into the big things. Um, when you're not doing the small things, eventually, like I said, you're dooming your love to wither and die and eventually fall apart. Right, right. Okay, Khalil, what you adding to that? Yeah, like I um, said earlier, man, uh, you start tapping into this type of conversation. You start talking about um, human nature. You start talking about our humanity mm-hmm. and some of our flaws. Um, you know, uh, I love the fact that RJ was saying you have to cultivate the love because the longer I'm with you, um, the the more I should know that the certain type of attention, your certain um, uh, uh, love language, I should know those things. Right. Mm-hmm. But we get caught up into mm-hmm. the world. Right. And the world moves fast, man. When I'm coming and going from work back mm-hmm. home, I got stuff I need to do on the outside. Groceries need to be gotten. Uh, the kids need to be taken certain places or things need to be uh, uh, arranged. I got to cut the lawn. All these different things come up. And those are excuses. Right. Um, and the world will do that to you. The cares of the world will carry you away. Um, I know that if I love that person, I need to find time. All right. To, to be able to put in some time with that thing that I love, um, it, with that person that I love. Uh, if I can find time to wash and groom my car and, and, and to uh, take care of my, my own body, if I love my partner like the way I love myself, I'm going to take time to do the same thing with her um, or him or whoever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put that time in there because uh, people find time. That's RJ. I know you always talk about the, they find time to do the things they want to do. Right. So I should want to do those oh, for things. sure. Uh, and, and it's difficult, though. The cares of the world will pull you away. But you have to really make an effort. Um, and, and it shouldn't be that much of an effort. But it is when you, you, you're going to work five days a week and um, you are having some issues uh, with 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 uh, kids or anything else that's going on in life. But your spouse, your partner, you need to spend that time with them if you truly love them. But I'm going to tell you, I'm guilty. Uh, I haven't put in some time some weeks. and I'm like, man, you know what? I haven't even really tried to do a one-on-one date night. And I'll catch myself slipping and I'll go do it. Um, And and, Or or even my wife would be like, we haven't done a date night. We need to do that because Unique is right. Like, I need to treat her like I did when we first started dating and I was admiring her and her certain outfits. I was commenting on her like, you know what I mean? Like you do when you first meet your woman, Uh, those things do need to be done. um, And you should want to do them if you love somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you guys are right. I mean, um, RJ and I have talked about my views on what love is and how to define it. Um, while I do agree that it is a word and as much as it is a feeling, love is, I guess, defined by what it does in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Love can mm-hmm. be defined by what it does or what it provides for someone else. And if your love is only relegated to a feeling, then feelings change. They are simple, right? Um, mm-hmm. While they are valid and they are important, they change very inconsistently Um, and so we want to make sure that we are pouring into the parts of love that are not not the warm and fuzzy but the parts that are accountability are being long-suffering forgiveness um, edification 
over satisfaction, making sure that you are seeing the person for who they are and not who they are to you. Mm -hmm. um, pouring into the parts of them that sees the best in them no matter what, right? Because sometimes you may not, I tell my husband all the time, I'm gonna like you every day that I'm with you. But I'm gonna show up to love you because love says I still cook dinner and I still make sure he's provided for as a person that I care about. And that care is never questioned. I don't ever want my husband to question my care for him because I don't feel I don't like him one day. Right. Um, and so I think sometimes we make those two things synonymous with like and love. Mm -hmm. I don't like a lot of people, but I love them to death. And I'm going to mm -hmm. do what's necessary to make sure that they feel cared for. This dog, I swear she don't like me a lot of days because I don't do what she wants me to. But she wants <laughs> to sit beside me. She wants right. to sit beside me. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, from a fella's perspective, because we talked about like showing the woman attention and pulling up on the lady. But I don't think that it always comes on the guy. Sometimes that's just the short end of the stick, stick on it. But to men, or to you personally, how important is being validated or affirmed by your partner? I think that being validated and affirmed by your partner is, is it's important. It's very important. Um, I will say that as a man, we go through a lot every single day, mm -hmm. you know, in regards to, you know, societal norms, cultural norms, and then even just working every day. Like people look at you a certain type of way just because you're a man. Mm -hmm. And then you couple that with, you know, being an African-American man, you get even more looks or even more beliefs or even more thoughts and opinions that are levied on top of you. So the weight of the world is on our shoulders when we step outside the, when we step outside the house. Mm -hmm. And so for me, as my partner, as my mate, as, you know, my, as my everything, you know, if I don't have anybody else to, to be my cheerleader, if I don't have anybody else to be my support system, if I don't have anybody else to keep me motivated and keep me focused and tell me that I can do it when I feel like I can't, or sometimes I don't want to, you know, who else can I, who else can I rely on for, for, for that, for that motivation? Right, 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 right. I knew, I knew as soon as I said it, you was going to do that. I knew you were going to do it. But I mean, but that, but that, I, I wholeheartedly think that when it comes to, to, to affirmation and validation, I mean, it doesn't have to be all the time, but you know, hey, you know, well, you're doing a great job. Okay, I'm about to say, what mm -hmm. does that look like for you? Because we, yeah, we know that it is important, but what does that look like? What does that sound like for a man? I mean, it, it I feel like it, it varies from, from man to man. You know, some men, you know, they need, they need you to tell them that you're doing a great job. You're a wonderful husband. You're a great father. Um, other men, it may be something as simple as fixing me a plate. Right. You know, or 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 or, ha or ironing my clothes for me, or or hell, even you know, brushing my hair and put my do rag on for me. Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, you know, you, you know. So I mean, it, it could be, it, it could be, it could be something. It could be something like that, or or even if you know that I'm into NBA 2K, you know. You go out and get me the game, and it's not even something I gotta ask you for. Right, right. Not a special. You know, like it. 
So. Yeah, it's it like so so it like I said, it varies from from man to man, and it varies from person to person because we can't we're not even just just talking about men. Period. Just in general, you know, person to person is different. But that's where when you sit down and you are learning your mate, you're learning your partner. You learn how to validate them. You learn how to affirm their feelings and to make them feel seen and heard instead of just being lost in the in the in the noise or the background. Right. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Wow. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Khalil. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. Right. I like that a lot, man. Um uh I am one of those people who I'm more acts of service, right? Mm-hmm. I like when people do things. You were talking about putting on the do rag. That's a I, I, look. I ain't got no hair, so that's not gonna work for me. But I do like. When, look, put a little oil in my ear. No, but you, you hit it. Tea, yeah, look, you hit it on it though. Like running some bath water for me, right? Oh, um, you know what I mean. Lavender oil, oil. You know I'm stressed hey, out, right? Hey. Massage, a massage oh, yeah. or something like. You know what? Let me let me give you a massage today. But um, overall, I think everybody needs to hear that. Man, I see you. They need mm-hmm. to be. They, they they need to hear that. I see you working hard. I, man, thank you for going out there mowing the lawn, man. Uh, you know, and my wife is good at that. She was like, I really appreciate that you did that. I, uh, you went and got groceries this week, man. Thank you for doing that because I didn't have time. Uh, and, and people need to know that you're seeing it. Um, even like uh, we were talking about being a supervisor. I did not know um, when I took the role as being a supervisor uh, last year how much my employees were very thankful because one of the things I did is I would always – uh, you know, notice them when they went the extra mile to do something. And I would always give them that affirmation. Like I saw you doing that, or I, you know, someone told me that you did that. Uh, and I'm appreciative of what you've done. And, and man, the paperwork looked excellent this morning. And I, and I know you worked hard at that. Uh, and I thank you. And people really do want to be seen. Like RJ was saying it when you see them, I mean, that makes them feel good that they were acknowledged. Uh, and, and for me, I know for a fact that I think sometimes, you know, because we don't hear it all the time in our busy wor- uh, life and schedules, uh, you you know, people do kind of, um, you know, they want that. They crave that. Um, and, and if you're not giving it to your spouse then you know, maybe the only place they get it is at work. That's probably why they work all the time. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I want them to get it at home. I want them to get that at home. I want them to be able to feel that they're appreciated at home. Um, and, and that doesn't just go for your spouse. That goes for your kids as well. Um, people need to be acknowledged. Um, that's part of our human nature. Even if they don't say, I don't need no recognition for this, give it to them. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think we all need our flowers now while we're alive. You know, let yep. know that they're appreciated, that they're loved. Um, and I, I, I had to grow into that. That's not how I was with my first wife. I, you know what I'm saying? She make dinner. I'd be like, I don't even like this. You know, I was very unappreciative. Um, Khalil, mm-hmm. I just need you to write a, I just need you to write a thank you note to that woman from, from the try not. 
Okay, I'm not going to have your wife stabbing me in the chest. Right. No. You're trying to get me hurt? No. You're trying to get me hurt? All right, hear me out. Hear me You're trying out. to get me jugged? No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. No, I really think sometimes, even if we don't physically write a note, but just thanking our past experiences for maturing us, because I think we mm-hmm. all have those. We could we could thank them one per that one person. Probably never told them because they might be a little too cocky. Like, yeah, yeah, I did that. You didn't. You didn't. Be humble. Right. Slow down. But I think we have those people in our lives where we're like, nah, ooh, thank you for showing me that early. So yeah. now yeah. that I got the opportunity to do it right, you know, your beautiful wife now, she's she's getting a nice grown up. Yeah. A grown up version of me. It took me to my 40s. <laughs> That's okay. You hear now. You read it. Grown up version. The childish version of me, you know, didn't appreciate anything. But, but I think that's important to say, right? Yes. Like, right. I didn't, this is something that I took for granted. I didn't see that, you know, with my ex-wife, she wasn't perfect either, I'm sure, because, you know, she, there, are, it's never just a one-sided thing anytime a relationship doesn't work. But being right. able to hear that authenticity and that transparency to say, these are things that I wasn't doing before. Right. Mm-hmm. And because of that experience and seeing how my marriage shaped up and how we separated has helped me to be more appreciative or to work harder in my current relationship or my current marriage, because I see that that is deserving of a person in this space, not just because I love my wife, but she deserves that because I have given her this title. I have right. put her in this position. And so there's a role that I have to play to maintain this partnership. So I think that's beautiful. Ladies, find your men flowers. Figure out what their flowers are. It might not mm-hmm. be roses, peonies, and hydrangeas. It <laughs> might be like new shoes, a video game, a steak dinner, a night out with the fellas, and you put it in a pretty vase and say, have fun. I like hydrangeas, but but see, my husband, he's a gardener, so for him... He might, might like be, that. He, you know, it's, it's going to be some alone time it might be some new shears for his garden, right? A new hose. I don't understand why he needed a new one, but he's like, listen, I want like the old one. But that that's his flowers. And so I think it's important to figure out what type of flowers your man likes. And men, whatever your ladies, all ladies don't like flowers that are like right. that die. Sometimes mm-hmm. their flowers are nails. And uh, gift cards. Some some women like expensive flowers, so you gotta mm-hmm. just figure out what your partner likes. And I'll add this: budget for it. It's an investment into your relationship, oh, yeah. an investment into you. So the more you invest into it, the bigger the return. Right. So if you want to see mm-hmm. that relationship grow and flourish on both sides, pour into your investment and watch what it does for you in the long run. All right, guys, y'all know this is another point of transition as we are coming to the downward slope of our lives today. Lessons learned after being in a relationship. So, guys, from your experience, what have you learned about relationships thus far? Um, I think that for me, what I've learned thus far about relationships is that you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the moment you think that you know, you think you know everything or that you got, you got it, you got it down packed, you don't. 
And I think that for a lot of us, because we stop bothering to learn, we're not reading books, we're not sitting down and going to couples counseling because you don't, people have this negative connotation when they think of counseling or therapy. They think that something, something bad has to have gone on in order for us to sit in counseling or therapy. No, a lot of times, you know, you know, medicine as a whole is supposed to be preventative. If you're taking care of yourself as you go along, it's much easier to deal with whatever comes, comes your way. So when you're, when you're sitting in, in counseling or you're reading books together, or you're taking that time to learn one another, you're taking that time to pour into one another. That is what is going to keep your love and keep your relationship alive. Right. And that's what, I was, that's what I was alluding to earlier when I was saying that you have to constantly cultivate your, your love and your relationship. And, I, and, and for me, that's something that I learned over my time of, of courtship and dating, dating different women is the fact that you never stop learning. And when you think that you know everything, you are incorrect. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That? I like that. That's the time. Okay. So keep learning. Be be a lifelong learner in mm-hmm. the, the arena of your partner and um, growing your love. I love it. Khalil, what would you say are what some lessons that you've learned about marriage or just relationships thus far? Well, uh, kind of piggyback on what um Raja Mel said let me tell you um my shortcomings in relationships um were magnified the second time um I tried this thing uh the second time I really tried a marriage um and instead of getting defensive like I did the first time uh I think I was a little more open-minded And I was able to kind of work on some of these shortcomings because I dated my current wife and I learned certain things about her and she learned things about me. And I was so much more ready to change um, some of these habits that I had that were negative. I had some negative things. Um, I'm selfish by nature. Most people are. I'm worried about Khalil. (laughs) What I'm going to do for Khalil? Khalil got to get this. Khalil got to get that. Um, But. I started noticing some of my shortcomings because she would say, Hey man, um, you know, uh, I haven't heard from you today. You know, you haven't checked in with me or anything like that. What's going on? Well, me being so self-centered is kind of like we were in this relationship. We weren't married yet. And I was like, man, I, you know what? I haven't checked on her today. She's right. Like I got caught up into doing whatever I was doing for me that I did not check on her. And uh, I'm so much more, um, I make an effort to do that now. Uh, and it's clear, like I did have these shortcomings. I am self-centered and I, I, sometimes I can be, be self-consumed and I had to step outside of that in this new relationship. And like, I'm allowed to check in on other people. It's not a bad thing. You can see how people are doing. I don't have, um, you know, I, I don't have any problems with doing that. Like, you know, I think maybe I got to that point because, you know, maybe I was hurt in the past or something. And it's like, I spent all this energy worrying about them. I got to worry about me. And um, I think this was a good experience for me to start looking at some of the things that uh, maybe in the past I had put up some of these walls um, and I was able to think outside the box a little more and accept, hey, I don't have to do that. This person cares about me. I can spend some time worrying about how they're doing, how their day was. And it's not all about me. 
Um, those are some of the things that I think I've been able to learn the second time around. Mm-hmm. Heavy on the maturity. I think when you are doing, I'm reading a book now on boundaries in relationships, and it focuses on coming to the relationship as an adult. And that's what I hear you talking about today, making sure to focus on coming as an adult, having that layer of accountability, the insight, the transparency, um, being able to be empathetic and recognize your partner's needs and be able to meet those needs and be able to communicate your wants, needs, and desires. That's beautiful when you're talking about growth in relationships and learning to show up over time, not just for yourself, but to show up for your partner. Um, I think for me, what I've learned in relationships is to be gracious to yourself and your partner because you're both growing and learning. And while we think that we know everything, be gracious enough with yourself to make mistakes Mm -hmm. and be gracious with the other person that they're trying to figure you out and trying to learn you just as much as they're trying to learn themselves. Um, And so it's not gonna always be pretty, but it doesn't mean that it can't be a beautiful love story. Right. All right, guys, we're going to end on this note. This is our last question of the live. I want you guys to do this like a rating. Kind of like on the internet, they say 10 out of 10 will recommend or 0 out of 10. I want you guys to give this a rating. So we're talking about relationships as a whole, romantic relationships as a whole. If you were to do it all over again, would you do anything differently and how would you rate it? So I would... I would do everything that I did over again. Okay. I have zero regrets. Okay. Um, so zero regrets. What's, the rating? what's the, reg- the rating? So I'd give it a 10 out of 10. Okay, um, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'd give it a 10 out of 10. I think that, you know, when you look at your life as regrets, you're only going to focus on the negative. You're not going to take, a, you're not going to pull the lesson. So instead of having regrets, I have lessons. And so I have teachable moments. And so those teachable moments and those lessons, I can learn from those and I can be a better, a better version of myself with each subsequent relationship that I'm in. Not saying that I'm looking to just hop from relationship to relationship to relationship, but the bad that I had in the relationship coupled with the good that I had in the relationship, as long as I'm taking notes and I'm learning from that and I don't repeat those same poor choices or same poor decisions that caused or may have um, contributed to certain arguments or certain fights or, or even the death of a relationship, mm-hmm. I can go into another relationship and be better for it because of it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Okay, so Roger gave us a 10 out of 10, and he is turning his L's into lessons and mm-hmm. growth points and teachable moments. Khalil, Marriage, love, and relationships, how are we rating them? And then if you would do anything differently, what would that be? Well, I mean, I, I'm i not going to give it a 10 out of 10 because it's difficult. Oh, relationships yeah. are difficult. They're they are very difficult. So maybe like an 8 out of 10 or something like that, you, you know. Um, but one thing uh, for me, I know that uh, I definitely learned a lot about myself going through these these hard times relationships are difficult because from somebody who's self-centered like me 
you know, I got to sometimes put my needs aside for somebody else. And that was difficult for me to learn. Um, and, and now that I've learned that, um, and RJ was talking about just that growth, I can take this lesson into a new relationship. Yeah, it's been positive, but relationships are tough. They're hard. Um, like I said, most people by nature, uh, we are looking to take care of ourselves and self-preservation. Uh, so you have to actually go against your nature sometimes in relationships. And that's scary for people. Um, and the unknown always creates anxiety. So for me, you know, um, one thing I've, I've learned is um, I know I'm going to I would have to, a lot of times if you're if you really want this relationship, you have to step out on faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is not, you know, this is and it's So, you know, if you're not serious about this, if you're not really serious about this, then you don't need to be um taking people through this emotional turmoil and pain. And I wish I had done that in my past. That's something I wish I had learned, like putting people through all of that. And, and, and I wasn't fully committed myself. And yeah, that wasn't a smart thing. And so I have learned that from my, um, this is relationships are difficult. You need to definitely be ready before you jump into something serious. Okay. And so for me, I'm going to go with Raj. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Uh, I would recommend it can be the most ghetto place, but just like adulthood, it can be the most ghetto of experiences out there. <laughs> but I think with the right people, with the right tools to navigate the space, with the right um, perspective, it's the best place possible. Uh, I've learned so much about myself, how to love myself, how to stick to my boundaries. Um, in intimate relationships and those relationships have transformed how I do life outside of my intimate spaces so when I work at work at church um, loving my family being able to develop my marriage has helped me to be better overall so yeah I would recommend it I think you owe it to yourself to be the best version of yourself and sometimes you need some motivation to do that and relationships are a great way to jumpstart that transformation. Guys, this is Try Not to Overthink It. We are going to sign off. My name is Unique. I'm RJ. I'm Khalil. You can find us on anywhere that you get your podcast. And if you'd love to not only hear us, but watch us, which I highly recommend because I'm cute. And these men, they just cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are beautiful men, beautiful, beautiful black men. Um, and so, if you want to tap in and see us, check us out on YouTube. We are at Try Not to Overthink It. If you like to keep abreast of any of our updates or alerts, find us on Instagram. Same name, Try Not to Overthink It. It has been a pleasure. Catch us again next week. Peace. Peace.